from F.E. Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Wyoming, this is Missile Minutia, the official podcast of the 90th Missile Wing and the Wranglers Hello of Hello again F.E. and Warren. welcome back to Missile Minutia, the official podcast of the 90th Missile Wing and F.E. Warren Air Force Base. With me as always, I've got my, well not as always, last time he uh, wasn't able to make it for because of an injury, but uh, I've got with me Tech Sergeant Placey. Tyler, how are you doing? Oh, not bad, Glenn. How are you? Oh, not too bad, bud. So we've got a couple guests today from the 90th OSS. Uh, we have the Codes Flight Commander, Captain Darren Gould, and the Interim Chief of Training, Captain John Pacheco. How are y'all doing? We're fantastic today. Doing good. Glad to have you on, and I appreciate you taking the time. Everyone at the 90th Missile Wing, everyone on this base has heard the term code change. We've, we've heard it. But I'd be willing to bet not many of us that aren't involved with it have any idea what it is. I imagine that some of it you can't tell me because this is going out to podcast land. But for what you can tell us, what does code change mean? What goes into it? So simpler terms first, we'll go with code changes. We're changing all the codes out in the missile. Um, So more specifically, on class, we change out the launch codes, the enable codes, and we change the codes that allow the... LFs and the LCCs to communicate with each other. Um, so that's simple terms. Um, changing all the codes out there. Well, that was simple terms. Very simple. <laughs> but that's good. That's good for us. Uh, I don't have a, a great understanding of it to begin with. But I was always curious how many folks around the base, like how many entities, units, whatever you want to call them, how many folks does it take to make this happen? Uh, so. With this mission, it is truly a wing mission. We have to hit all 150 of the LFs, and we have to hit all 15 of the LCCs. We usually spread it out from a squadron a week. Typically, we have a month in between. Uh, This time, due to the COVID uh, situation, we were given the opportunity to try and see if we can do it faster. So we crammed it all into just just a little bit over a month. And uh, it was an insane process. To get this going, you know, you have to have all the maintenance guys that are going out there. You have to have the cops that are out there for security. So, you know, we're pinging those groups and making sure that their personnel are, you know, up and ready for the task. And over in the OG, we got to have our missileers going out there as well. So it was, uh, what did you say? Was, uh, Around 300 different individuals, each code change, participate. That's a lot going on, but but you guys got it done, and it sounds like it was, by all accounts, uh, successful and went through as, as it should have, even if it did uh, take up plenty of your time. Absolutely. Um, maybe wear you out a little bit. But uh, So how does co-change um, ensure the security and you know the effectiveness of our nuclear enterprise here on the base? So naturally, the longer that something is out in the field, the more time that it you know, has an opportunity to be you know, tampered with or maybe, you know, somebody trying to decode, you know, these codes and whatnot. So, you know, if you change them every year, person has to start over, you know, any kind of entity that would be trying to take our... To to get in and try to get the information and and get get access. Yeah, the NSA requires us every year to change the code. So um, it's a requirement by the NSA. We have to do it every single year. Seems like it's worth it. Maybe not outside outside of the actual work that goes into it. Seems like it's worth it for the effectiveness and, and the the main maintenance of security within within the enterprise. Now you said more than three hundred individuals put their time and effort into each code change. So is that 
does that happen over a day for a code change? Is that, or are we talking too specific in time? Nope, so uh, it starts off, you know, a couple months before code change. Um, each squadron has their um, individual POC. They start coordinating with their squadron how they want to run their code change. Um, there's different training we give. Every team that's going out to the field, they all have to have training. Um, here at Codes, we do training before code change. Um, and then usually about a week before each squadron starts the code change, all the different shops will come together, maintenance, security forces, uh, OSS, the squadrons, and we'll kind of game plan, do like a rock drill of how we want the code change to go, how the flow is going to go. Um, and then we do that for each of the three code changes. So for typically each squadron, it takes about a, so it takes five days. Uh, do we just split up the sites and be like, all right, we can hit maybe 10 each day uh, is wishful thinking. And <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it always? And, you know, and there's, and there's all, a lot of things that go into it. You know, you get out to a site, sometimes, you know, one of the electronic things don't work, so now you now you can't do that site. So you just got to push on to the next site and try and push that one to the end. Uh, we have to make sure that we get all 150 sites on the new codes. Speaking of those 300 personnel, what does that mean as far as changing their um, their daily life while doing co-change? I mean, does it does it change the time in the hole, or what does that look like? So for miscellaneous, typically uh, pre-COVID, you know, we would go out, uh, we would do a twenty, we'd do a twenty-four hour alert, and then we'd come back the next day, and you know, that'd be the battle rhythm. You know, every few days you'd go out for twenty-four hours and come back. Uh, since COVID started, they started doing longer deployments and doing all their testing to make sure that everybody is, you know, healthy. Uh, they figure, you know, you leave them out in the field longer, those guys are guaranteed to be healthy. You know, you're not rotating as often. That actually worked out for them for code change because uh, pre-COVID, we would be out there for a week anyway. So now that they're out there for a week, you know, it didn't change anything for them. You know, it was, it was a lot easier. So what you're saying is that COVID actually had a positive <laughs> effect somewhere. That uh, is... <laughs> I don't know if you want to say that, but possibly. Fair, I fair, heard fair. it got you guys YouTube, at least for a little while. Is that true? Uh, it did get it did get them some uh, YouTube uh, access for a while. But it's gone now. So. Oh, what a bummer. What a bummer. Bring that up on the next town hall. Yes. <laughs> you know. It's brought up almost every week. Is it? Yes. Go change nice. to YouTube. <laughs> for sure. places, did you have any other questions that you wanted to specifically ask her? I no. Okay. No, I, I think you guys did a good job of explaining it. Um, the last thing I would ask is, is there anything that you guys want to share with? podcast land as glenn puts it uh the, about code change or about what you guys do and the importance of it uh so for the icbm force uh you know code change is the largest operation that we do uh, it's the largest peacetime operation so all of the hard work that goes into it all the individuals that are supporting uh are key to making this happen making sure that you know the president has this option uh, whenever he needs it um, we want to always be ready. You know, we're a support squadron, but us as a force, we've been entrusted by the country to provide deterrence uh, against the biggest threats out there. Gentlemen, I, I definitely appreciate uh, the both of you taking the time to, to come, you know, here and talk to us about it. Because I've been here for four years, and I've had it explained to me a couple of different times, and it was just always kind of like, okay, but why? So, so you know, thank you guys. I, I do appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, no I really enjoyed the simplicity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. So hopefully it gives everybody that same kind of understanding, you know, simple for everybody to understand. 
That's what we're hoping for. If I understand it, most people will. That's, yeah. just, how, that's just how it works. So speaking of code changes yes. and a little bit of a reason why they do it is because the longer something's out there, the easier it is to hack. Uh, we'll be talking to cybersecurity. That's correct. On we're the here. next podcast. Cool deal. Well, uh, that's the podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Every time.